Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall recall that the far side lies freedom and not having to think about this episode anymore. Can we just skip this one? Seconds! Hire an editor, Jenkins! We didn't write this one. <laughs> yeah. We were on vacation. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny! Expensive. Wanna Whatever! Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Funny Papers. A show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. Sorry in advance. And Jim. A team of lawyers are standing behind me with shock prods. Yeah, the reason for this is because today we cover episode 28, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 28... Part one's title is Doug is Slave for a Day. <laughs> oh, we are not looking yeah. forward to this one. Sam speaks for all of us. <laughs> we, we have been sitting in the warm-up zone for over half, half an hour. An hour. <laughs> Just saying, man... How do we do this one? It's bad. I mean, it, I mean, here's the thing. It, 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 even the, t- the title sounds bad. Then you get to the first two lines, which we'll cover in a bit. And yeah, you're like, God. this was written in 1993. You could hypothetically do this. I will not say you could do this in a good way because I'm no. not an idiot. <laughs> but you could do this in a less horrible way. In a way that demonstrates that you are at least somewhat aware of what you are saying, even if you are reaching for something stupid in the process. But, oh my fucking god, this episode. So, I think this is the most pointless episode, in terms of just, like, what happens and what the conclusion is, and just, like, the course of the plot. Which, to me, makes it even more psychosexual. The entire point, to me, of this episode was the writer writing about his slave fantasy. That I, yeah, is absolutely I mean, a facet of it, but another important facet is towards the tail end, this does what any time you have a white guy talking about slavery becomes, wherein it becomes a meditation on Jim Jenkins's personal trials and travails and how, if you think about that, isn't that the real slavery? No, uh, no, it isn't, Jim. Fuck no. you. It's not. There's it's a serious fucking problem in history that has been whitewashed to hell repeatedly and continues to be done so today. And oh boy, does that trend continue. Ah, uh, well, God, so let's yeah, no, get in. Tell the story of how the uh, interaction of you describing this first bit went, Mike, because it really encapsulates the whole thing. Yeah, so the very beginning of this episode, like, I had to, first watching this, I turned it on, watched it for about 20 seconds, then just went, ah, and turned it off. Yeah, not gonna lie, I did the same. I had to watch this again I white-knuckled it. God, it's, okay, so this episode begins with Doug, he begins, he's in a... He's in a ship, like a boat. 
He's, he's in, in like a, a Roman slave galley. Yeah, he's chained to the floor along with a bunch of other people, huh. all all wearing sackcloth that's huh. tied with rope. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, and he's got a blue beard for some reason. Hmm. Uh, and he says, I don't even want to fucking repeat this. You know, being a slave has its ups and downs. But a slave's misery is mostly determined by what kind of master he has. <sighs> no, this is awful. Out the gate, holy fuck, Jenkins! That, this is that's the, the worst, worst line, line in the show. Yeah, this is the, the worst, worst lining dog yeah. ever. I, I ever can't. I can't imagine them topping this. Oh yeah, I, they you can't. Want the, There's no way. You want the extra level of awful on that one? Maybe because history <laughs> has some shit for you. Jim Jenkins is a guy who is a big fan of, but grew up in the outskirts of Richmond, Virginia, which was capital of the Confederacy. And uh, there's a bit of very old, very Virginian awful shit here. You ever heard the expression, sold me down the river? Okay. It comes from one of the less appreciated dynamics of American slavery and part of why Virginians considered themselves such hot shit. So, way back at the dawn of the country, America produced exactly three things of value. Whiskey, tobacco, and cotton. If you wanted literally anything else, it got shipped to you from overseas. And that the things worth having from overseas included, you guessed it, people. So, Uh... the guys at the mouth of the river, like, I don't know, Richmond, Virginia, got first pick of the best shit. And only sent the stuff they didn't want downriver to the less powerful and important plantations. And part of the way they maintained order was telling any slaves who started to act up, If you make my life hard, I will sell you down the river to people who are much worse than I am. A slave's misery is determined by what kind of master he has. Aren't you lucky, person who I own, that I'm the good kind? Damn it's. (laughs) <laughs> that Jim Jenkins made that like that line was awful, and if you know history, it's so much fucking worse. Yeah, here's well, the this... '90s TV show Doug, a show set explicitly per Jim Jenkins in a beautiful post-racial utopia, inadvertently dropping some classic Virginian apologia for slavery. God, in the first ten seconds of this kid's cartoon show, just. There's so much going on here, and don't worry, we're about to add more. Yeah, so... uh, Doc says that as they're drawing the boat, and somebody is, is hitting a drum to keep them in time. The somebody is animated in such a way that, yeah, somebody is absolutely basing this off a Roman, like, Ben-Hur, whatever, galley slave thing, where you have the big, ambiguously ethnic guy who's in job of drawing the beat and also being basically the mini-boss for the inevitable slave escape scene. Right. So, Doug, is he reaches for a water pail, because uh, he's thirsty, uh, and then he gets his hand... It's the, uh, it's the piss bucket, actually. <laughs> oh, God. <Makes> sense. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and then he gets his, his hand whipped. Uh, literally whipped. Literally yeah. whipped. 
by Judy, who is in Xena armor. Basically, yep. she, looks like a, she looks like a Viking dominatrix. Basically. Yep. If you thought this wasn't fucked up enough already. it's They had to make it, in addition to morally repugnant, they make it also psychosexual. Yeah. There's, uh, <laughs> there is so much going on here, and... Words have been written about this at great length by people smarter than we are and far more capable of handling the levels here. But the fact that slavery is also being tied up with horny is just so fucked up. And Doug says, In my case, it was the worst kind of master. The sister kind. Incesto. (laughs) (laughs) They've done this before. (laughs) Yeah. Remember the last scene of- episode? Last fucking episode. Remember the fucking whiz kids? Italian uh, accent, incesto. And do you remember the scene of when Roger was in love with Judy, fantasized about getting kissed by Roger and Judy? Yes. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> the oh, good man. Is, like, normally we'd have more to say, but like, I think we've successfully established. This episode starts as awfully as it is possible to start. Uh huh. <laughs> then, thank God, we retreat from this to the title card and something that we can all agree has no problematic elements whatsoever football. Yeah. Doug says it all started when I did something really, really stupid, which is him watching football and playing catch. He's playing football with a dog. <laughs> imagine that. Like, imagine the dog that is throwing the football, and the dog has big Mitch Trubisky energy as he completely <laughs> misses Doug by a square mile and just donks some god awful thing off the top of a bookcase. Jim, was that a football joke? Yes. What? <laughs> I am familiar with the footballman. Oh my god. Mitch Trubisky is not very good. The Chicago Bears decided to trade away, like, every chance of the future to uh, go up one draft pick to pick this guy up a few years ago, and he's been absolute dog shit. Well, so, in this way, uh, Doug totally biffs the catch. Uh, it hits the a, 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 a bookcase that's near the wall, and it knocks this, like, awful mug vase thing that's like a it's like a headless man carrying a fish onto the ground and it breaks so the uh. reason the reason i think this episode is so pointless is because okay you break a piece of pottery and your mom comes in what who else could have done it it's, <laughs> uh-huh. it's, it's there's four people in the house including yeah. the dog so and like, like you will, f- like, but just by process of elimination, you can figure out why your kids did it. This is why this is so fucking pointless. And again, it's just this dude doing his fucking BDSM fantasy. And if, and if, uh, it wasn't point, like, if they didn't notice, then it means that your parents didn't give a shit about that. Right. Piece, yeah. Right? It doesn't matter. This <laughs> entire episode ends with, oh, maybe I'll just wrap myself out. Yeah. I mean,. Okay, so this is, you say it's this guy's BDSM fantasy. This guy also wrote the Percy Fever episode. Yeah, another fucking Dom episode. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Uh, well, so he knocks the vase off the, off the shelf. Uh, and oh no, what makes the situation way worse is that Judy saw the whole thing. Uh, and Judy basically starts blackmailing Doug, right? 
And uh, the whole, like, inciting action and, like, conflict of this episode is that Judy says, if we are to not inform our parents about this, you are to sign this contract because you say you'll do anything, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So Judy hands him a massive contract stack, right? This thing is, like, a foot tall of just, like, papers, right? Pre-written out, just waiting for this to happen. Right, right, right. And and we have to know, like, they don't have a computer, right? So, like, Judy hand-wrote this. Or used a typewriter. <laughs> but even then, like, uh-huh. it's, like, that's a one-shot. Like, Judy's you can't, like, save it. And, like, you can't it. save it and print it out again, right? Yeah. Like, you just, you just, you write this every time. Uh-huh. Maybe uh-huh. this is part of the, uh, maybe this is one of his fetishes. <laughs> what, a Big writing contracts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> this is also the first part where it becomes painfully obvious that this has the classic, a white person talking about slavery problem where really I am the most oppressed person because, yes, that was the problem with slavery. The unfair contracts. Oh, the right. contract like law was far too arduous. How could any mere person be expected to navigate this? Isn't this just a little bit like being chained to an oar in a galley? God. No. No, it's not. Ugh. Fuck off, Jenkins. <laughs> Isn't paying child support just like being a slave? I Ugh. love this episode has a family court digression. That's God. so perfect, because it's, you knew it was coming. The energy was all there, and I'm so grateful it materializes. It's, it's the so one thing bad. I'm grateful about this episode. All right, I have a, I'll have tell you the joke after recording, but I, I have a joke. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I shot myself. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so, yeah, so Judy hands him this, like, massive stack of paper, right? Uh, and... Doug is like, she's basically saying, okay, sign here, sign here, sign here, like all, all, and it's all on the same page, right? They're never flipping the paper. Uh, So he's signing everything in the front page, and then he says, okay, what is it that I just signed? Classic so, move. Ah, it's just like buying, be, making yourself into a slave is just like buying a car. They just get you in the fine print. God, <laughs> fuck this episode. Yeah. So bad. <sighs> God, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of that in this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, Judy tells him that the contract is she's saying that she like pulls out the bottom sheet of paper, right? Like, so they've only, uh, they, 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 they only sign the top, but the real details are in the bottom paper that they never look at. Uh, and she tells him that starting this Saturday, that Doug will be Judy's slave for one week. <sighs> like fucking South Park did this with more sensitivity. There's yeah. a there's like a thing in kink, like consensual slavery, but you can't even say this is that because this is coerced. <laughs> Right. And also, wait, we have, like, postulated before that Doug can actually read, right? And there's a couple of things. They show the contract and it's gibberish. Yes. (laughs) I wrote down what the contract says. It says, 
the dairy in the arst being Judy Yo, the Hidsey slash ED, S dash ID, Yumd Durf, Tim Narg, Dion the Dury, Tis Sick Ive, Suvit Verd, Roz Deem, I, Dirt, by the Jad, that's it. <laughs> Does anyone else see the tentacles? Yeah, just I think a little. my nose is bleeding. It's bad. Haster, Haster, Haster. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, I think this is just Doug can't read. Hey, I can't know? pull my uh, headphones off my head. It seems like it's fused <laughs> together. I mean, oh, we God. But it's not a contract at all, it's just a script for one of Judy's plays, and she knows Doug can't read. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, she didn't even have to type anything out. She just pulled it out of like the Encyclopedia Britannica and sign it. <laughs> right. And just like, yeah, sign here on this uh, blank section. <laughs> oh god, it's just wait. It's just the straight up encyclopedia. She doesn't even pull it out. <laughs> it says encyclopedia on the top. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense <laughs> because oh god because there's some things that'll happen later that is just like it just reinforces the tongue can't read nope no part of it like th oh. every part of this is like as far as nuances we've already covered the particularly awful parts of it but the other part is at no point do you really feel sympathetic for doug in this no right. And he, no. doesn't even, he doesn't even learn the right lesson at the end. He almost no. gets there. He learns the worst lesson possible. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of just an awful shithead in all this, and he's feeling self-pitying because, okay, you made a deal with your elder sibling not to tell on you, and they have used it in, your fav in their favor. Yeah, you have a way out of this. You didn't take it. Yeah. And now you're being real pissy about the fact that they're lording over something. You expressly told them you do this. Like, Doug, this is buyer's remorse. You are yeah. having buyer's remorse, and you're comparing that to human slavery. The fuck is wrong with you, Doug? And and I think that's what they're constantly trying to do, because they're trying to make this seem like a, a shady salesperson, right? Like, they're trying to make this seem like a, um, like a used car salesman or something, being like, oh, yeah, just sign here and don't worry about it. There's be no payments for a year or whatever, right? But they're also comparing that to fucking human enslavement. It's disgusting. Ugh. So Doug is just like... And you won't tell Mom what happened? But Doug, with this contract, I can't. Not as long as you do everything I say. And so, and Doug, it cuts to like a basically a montage of like Doug doing things for Judy. Uh, all sorts of things. All sorts of things. Uh, he says, At first, being Judy's personal slave wasn't so bad. <laughs> Anybody who thinks about slavery being bad was just whining, right, guys? God, yeah, they must just, oh, God. It's so easy. It's so All you got to do is just vacuum. I get a, a free house and board. <laughs> so there's a gag here where Doug is incapable of pouring juice effectively. It's not a good gag. 
Well, it's great though because Doug is doing dishes and he's wearing he's wearing like a skirt. Like it's supposed to be an apron, but it goes all the way around him, so he's wearing a skirt for Judy. Uh, and I like that. Nothing when, so going he pours, on here. He pours the juice for Judy and like spaces out halfway through it and just like pours it all over the ground. And then he like as Judy is like, oh, you poured it on the ground. Then Doug takes the jug and then upturns it on the floor (laughs) to show that it's empty. But more comes out. (laughs) He just pours the rest of it on the ground, which I'm not sure what the joke is, aside from the fact that Doug is bad at everything. I guess, but, and, and then Judy, like, the, hits the, hits the glass on the ground and the rest of it, it's the glass on the table and the rest of it goes on the ground, like, is the joke here just that, like, let's, let's put juice on the ground? Yes. I guess. Sick. I'm a big baby. Throw the juice on the ground, mommy. Change my diapers. I'm sorry, I'm just a clumsy maid, ma'am. Oh, God. Mistress sister. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> uh, I want to cut that one, but you're right. <laughs> it's true. It's what is happening. It's worse. It gets oh, worse. Yeah. Uh, and then Doug's speaking of that, Doug says the brilliant line. But as time went on, the things she had me do got weirder and weirder. Hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> so <Moving on. laughs> So it shows that like clearly this is exhausting, Doug, right? Like like she's like making him stay up all night and like denying him sleep because he's sleeping on his desk, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we're left to assume that this is not during school because school is not featuring during any of this. Oh, good point on the timeline because this is a week, and but they yeah. don't go to school, and so this has vacation. to be during the summer. Yes, yeah, or spring break, the worst spring break ever. Yeah, but, possible. Hmm. But then it goes over into the next week at the end of this, so it has to be a multi-week Win- process. Winter break. <laughs> a worthwhile note: at no point during this episode do we see Doug's parents. There's one point we right. hear them, but at no point do we see them. That's true. Huh, and there's, like, vague references off-screen to, like, they talk to their parents, but they never see them. They call their parents on the phone to the hotel where they are staying. <laughs> Maybe. Right. They, uh, my mom was going to disown me when she got back from the hotel. <laughs> right, yeah, because they sort of, J- Judy was saying at the beginning, she was like, you know mom will disown you for this. No, she and, won't. You know and, that. <laughs> Even you know that, Doug. Doug, you, Doug, come on. Does Doug... <laughs> I I think so because I he eventually so. he eventually comes to the realization that way I can just tattle on myself. That is one know. of my mo- lesser complaints about this episode. This episode didn't have a Quail Man bargained with Robo Bone moment where <laughs> Doug just realizes, wait, I can tattle. <laughs> Hold on, there's an easy solution to this problem. <laughs> the solution to every problem is be a tattletale, be a snitch. What what could go wrong? But it's on yourself, like, yeah. let's get to that when we get to that. Because Submit that's... to authority, Douglas. It's the only path to fu- to success. When we get to that, it's it's the most, I think it's just they were just like, shit, we gotta end the episode. So let's let's get to that when we get to that, because it is absurd. I, he, he ran out of fantasies that he could cram into the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh, they ran out of just like morally repugnant shit to put in here and they're just like, ooh, uh, the editor said we only get this many and we're on bordering on another. Oh, man. Yeah, we need to say, so we've talked in the past that we've been co-writers for the Doug series. I think we were like all on vacation vacation during this. this. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we had to not have been here. We had very important things to be doing elsewhere at the time, and so Jenkins got to write an episode by himself. No, they, oh God. Well, this did have a writer for it. This was the guy previously who has written the uh, Percy Femur episode and also the cooking episode, and writes a ton more in future episodes. So let's look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... So, uh, yeah, so we must have been out of town, whatever yeah. we were doing. We were, we were writing for a different show at the time. We were <laughs> off in the future writing for Young Sheldon. Right, we were on a student, we were on a writer exchange program. <laughs> Got traded out for somebody. I can't lie, I was a consultant, but they didn't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's no diapers in the episode. Just trying to make it hornier. Right. <laughs> you were like, you were like, hey, look, the slavery bit's really bad. Can we please cut that? But also, here's a diaper fantasy right. I want to put in there. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, you started the episode with, you know, sometimes wearing a diaper isn't so bad. <laughs> I did something really stupid. <laughs> I took off the diaper briefly and, th- and then and then went boom boom. I went boom boom without the diaper and then Judy saw it. She says I was going to tell mom who went boom boom unless you're my slave. Oh my god. This was this was my proposal. It was shot down. It was shot down. <laughs> <laughs> For being too good according to Jim Jenkins. Right. Yeah, we didn't have our you didn't have me and Jim's vote in that time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so things just got weirder and weirder. Uh, Judy barges into Doug's room as he's sleeping on his desk, uh, and she tells him that she has to draw. She goes, "Doug, you can draw, right? Well, you have to draw a beard on all of my T-shirts of Derek Derrickson, the ice skater." Because he has a beard now. <laughs> That's not how t-shirts work. He's just, she's just telling him to ruin a bunch of t-shirts. Yeah. Also, she has like twenty t-shirts. What is she selling these? Presumably. And she's never worn them. <laughs> yeah. She no. doesn't wear t-shirts. No. I mean, maybe they're. Do you remember the phenomenon of sleep shirts, where it's just like big, sh- like I wore sleep shirts when I was a kid. It's like big shirts that were oversized for you. It's just like wear these to bed, I guess. I, no, well, I, I, only, I, I only wear a diaper to bed. I wore, the, uh, I wore to bed the, the oversized t-shirt I got from pre-ordering Superman 64 at Best Buy. I use huh. that as a sleep <sighs> shirt. <Huh. laughs> you know, normally I'd say that's the worst thing I've ever heard, but we did have this episode start earlier in the day. Oh, yeah. No, there's a... Uh, I, I, I had to throw that one in there because I have grounds for comparison now. <laughs> I'm if back. you want to get to sleep, Mike, solve my maze. <laughs> that's that's the plot of Superman 64, dear reader. Is Lex Luthor's Superman has to solve Lex Luthor's maze. His maze is, <laughs> consists of rings in the sky. 
<laughs> we played this in college because I brought it to college. It's, very good, it's universally known as one of the worst video games of all time. Oh no, I liked it. That's <laughs> good, actually. Okay, so so Judy says you have to draw a beard on these on these shirts. Like ruin all these shirts, Doug. Yeah, just just put a beard up. Ruin these vintage shirts, I guess. Uh, and and then she says... Then I need you to reorganize my bookshelf according to the number of words a book has, including author page and index. And remember, a fat book can be deceiving. Beware the large print. Then you can color coordinate my berets. Oh, and my record collection needs to be regrooved. That one's a complete head scratcher for me, because that's just... Do you want me to re-record your records? <laughs> I mean, her record collection consists of one Beats album, because that's the only band in this world <laughs> but she doesn't like the beats yeah well, but she still has to, that's great any other music <laughs> out there to like i suppose well there was that one there was uh what was it larry and the lard butts oh yeah yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. two there was two bands one one <laughs> album and one single Right, right. So, well, maybe this is a, song, a record that Judy made herself, which is why it's so fucked up and Doug has to regroove it. Just whip out an X-Acto knife and just go to fucking town on my record collection, Doug. Well, he needs something to do after he realizes that he can't do the books because he can't read. True. So, <laughs> she's got to keep him occupied. Oh, man. Well... This sends Doug into another fantasy. Oh, man, they just get weirder and weirder. So we go into the fantasy zone, uh, and it is... Oh, man, it's bad. It is Doug still in the slave zone with Skeeter here now. Yes. They're both, they're both implicated, uh, and they, they pick the lock. One lock for the entire light crew. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. That's not the worst part. Uh, everybody cheers. Uh, and then Doug is the escape guy. He, he goes to escape. He, like, throws a barrel Donkey Kong style at the, uh, at the guy who was playing the drum. And then he, like, does, like, an Aeroflyn, like, pirate sequence of, like, sliding down a rope in order to kick a bad guy. Yes. And then... <laughs> Case the bad guy, steals the whip from his beloved sister. And he threatens her with it. As all the men cheer. Now I'm the top. Yeah. Nothing weird going on. Like, this is the symbol of power, right? Is any like... And he, like, holds it above his head, like, yes. So, <laughs> his fantasy is to <laughs> whip his sister. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who is in bondage gear. <laughs> it's so bad, man. Like, it Definitely starts... Definitely belongs on a children's TV show. It starts as a slave fantasy and then turns into... A, Incesto. A whipping your sister in bondage gear fantasy. God! <laughs> Like, uh, we had joked that Sam wasn't allowed on this episode. <laughs> yeah. But he's not even, like, he's, he's being good. several times. He's being good here. <laughs> this is Sam will, in fact, receive a treat for his good behavior, and we're done here. Yeah. 
<laughs> we'll uh, let the recording go a little bit at the end, and he can just say whatever, and we'll cut it off. <laughs> no. That's what happens anyway. No. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> This is the most absurdly psychosexual shit. Cause, cause Doc wakes up grinning. Out of oh God, God! <laughs> he wakes up grinning and fresh off this fantasy of incredibly horny retribution, says, "Don't you think you're taking this slave stuff a little too far, Judy?" Just the most whinging fucking Doug. What are God. you doing? Please, mistress. <laughs> Please let me out of the bondage, mistress. <laughs> Let them good. <laughs> no. You did it first. I know. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I'm like a literally lightheaded from how bad this is. <laughs> I'm floored, baby. <laughs> Are you recording? I'm this revved up. You're recording this like laying on the recording this laying on the floor. No, I'm just like running around my apartment, <laughs> fist pumping. Oh my god! Well, so and Doug is wearing like he's he's got a shirt over his head. I think it's supposed to be like a like an Egyptian slave gag, like uh, like a like a like a Israel thing. I don't know. So. Judy then corrects him. Is there anything else you want to discuss? Uh, no, Judy. Uh, uh, uh. <sighs> no, Judy, queen of the universe. That's better. That's it. That's it. Call <laughs> me by my title, worm. <laughs> so we cut out of this. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God, finally. Uh... Skeeter just, like, pops his head up in a window <laughs> at the door window. Also, Skeeter is animated differently. There's been another animation improvement. This is the one thing I will say for this episode. They have clearly bumped up the animation a little bit more. Yeah, he's, like, smiley. He's like, hey. <laughs> like, they occasionally show, show these people from an angle other than directly head on. Right. We've discovered that angles are a thing that exist. There are two very good facial expressions this episode <laughs> yeah. hopefully hopefully we can incorporate them into the episode art we have to just well we all have to describe them specifically <laughs> <laughs> i will uh, leave so, you to paint the word pictures yeah let's do it uh so this so first of all pork chop answers the door <laughs> yeah and my skitter goes hey pork <laughs> <laughs> It's incredible. This tape Hello, work. dog that opens the door. <laughs> Hello, you pig. <laughs> I'm here to don the little worm. I have frequently referred to in my notes because I don't want to write out pork chop. I frequently call him chop. <laughs> <laughs> Not pork, though. No, I call him chop. I think that's an appropriate name. PC. Oh, yeah. When he signed his initials. Mm-hmm. The real PC culture. Oh my god. Well, it is PC culture in this show uh -huh. because he uh, he answers the door. He answers the phone. Yeah. This, he this answers comes the fucking right. phone and says, oh. <laughs> he gets out the hose and sprays down a pregnant woman. Right. Oh god. <laughs> All things that happen That's in episodes right. of Doug. Somehow, and those weren't the worst episodes. Yeah. We're, we're remembering the 90s, folks. We sure are. The 90s had problems. 
honest, man. <laughs> in retrospect, yes. Uh, remember the good old days? Remember Pogs? Remember Alf? <laughs> I do. Uh, well, so he comes in. And then Skeeter just hears, like, banging and clunking coming from above him, which is Judy's room. And he's like, huh, better check it out. Just let myself into my friend's, my best friend's house. The dog answered the door. And go to his sister's room. Uh-huh. Uh, and this then... This is my favorite part. <laughs> you want to take it? <laughs> Doug is rolling around on the ground, wearing Judy's clothes! (laughs) (sighs) Literally making him cross-dress. Yeah, Yeah. Judy has made him wear her clothes to roll around on the ground. (laughs) Pick up the dust for me, little worm. (laughs) He tells Skeeter... He tells Skeeter that he is bohemianizing the dress. <laughs> Every part There's of this. There's no context that that's weird about. <laughs> Every totally part of this is weirder than the last. Because you have you have Jim Jenkins' contempt for the idea of uh, beatniks or counterculture and whatever combined with his contempt for the idea of cross-dressing, combined with his contempt for just his sister in general, all culminating in, I bet she'd have thought it would be funny to make me wear her clothes and roll around on the ground to make them look more dirty. (laughs) Well, he says... What part of this sounded like a good idea to put on TV? Oh, it's hard to think of good ideas when your penis is rock hard. (laughs) Well, he says the reason for it is to make it, like, like, to make it just, like, wrinkled, I guess, to be, like, lived in. Worn in. Worn in, but, like... You don't do that on the floor. And you roll around, like... (laughs) There is an ancient technique passed down through the wilds of uh, middle of nowhere where I grew up for if you have a leather jacket and you want it to look all cool and rumpled, you throw it in the dryer. That's it. That's the fucking trick. It gets it all wrinkly. You're done. Well, Judy made me piss on it for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Your siblings that have been on this show made you wear their leather jackets and roll around on the ground. (laughs) Only sensible. It was my graduation present to both of them. (laughs) Both of the ones who've been on, the dozens who've yet to be on, however, got other lesser gifts. Right, yeah, you made him sign a contract to do it. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, God. Well, so... Skeeter comes in, and he's, like, he's been rolling around on this for a while, uh, and, and then Doug just, like, throws it off, and they lay on Judy's bed, which, like, I feel like she, Weird. Would, she, would, she would not like that, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Judy, and, 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 and he, Doug starts to explain to Skeeter what the fuck is happening here. He says, Judy has dirt on me, so I have to be her slave for a week. And... Then Skeeter says, Drag, man. My little brother has one on me, too. Good thing you can't talk yet. Uh, uh, <laughs> Good thing he can't talk yet. Uh, 
What? Moving what right along. God. My, my jaw actually dropped. That, I know. that part. I was like, are you serious? What in the world are you doing? <laughs> like, like, what? Maybe this episode was just like a test to see what they could get away with. I. Is this like that? Wasn't there that South Park episode where they saw how many times they could say fuck or whatever? Probably. Like, oh, God. It's like that, except what can we get away with in this? Yeah, no. Like, I made the comment earlier. Like, South Park was dog shit in a million different ways, but they, at least when you're aware you're doing something awful, there's some degree of self awareness. This has the absolute blithe certainty of someone who at no point during this process thought maybe some of this is in bad taste look do you think they thought it was wholesome like oh dale saw me like take a cookie from the cookie jar haha (laughs) (laughs) damn jim coming in hot i think i'm gonna have to delete that one damn shit but yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, do you think it was something, like, wholesome? Do you think they could have, like, that's what they thought? Yeah, I, I think this was just a brain fart. I think that's the most likely explanation. I don't think It's the, gotta be. I don't think it's the, you know, the other thing. <laughs> well, wait, maybe it's... Hold on, hold on. on. Maybe it's that he knows that Skeeter and Roger are the same person, and he knows this because he's also stinky. <laughs> and so when he had kittens, without without you being here, <laughs> right? Exactly. When he had kittens, he knows that he what that his Skeeter and Rod that Skeeter Roger wasn't in town, and therefore he can hold it over their parents or something that he wasn't supportive of them. This is the only possible explanation. This has to be it. It has to be when Dale Stinky had kitten babies. <laughs> and that's why they disappeared. Uh, man, I'm reaching here. Yeah. Anyways. On the other so... hand, you're, you gotta reach pretty far to find anything about this episode that's not nightmarish and awful, so... I'm trying, man. I'm trying to make something maybe funny. <laughs> okay. So, Judy comes in, and she hands Doug a slip of paper. Uh, and she says, well, hey, you know, you're, you are in breach of contract, Doug. Uh, and it's for whistling like okay so she shows him the paper does she read it to him first or does he read it does he look at it first i think think she just tells him i don't okay remember so i think they do it at the same time i think i think they like just knew he was guilty (laughs) maybe because it was a really weird thing part of the uh the whole kink Kind of, because they like (laughs) he's like reading through it and okay doug can't read we know this he is horny Uh, for contracts (laughs) he is she she hands him one paper and says that he's in violation of the contract because he was whistling the time when he reskinned her bongos, which was not shown. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the important thing in this whole episode was not shown on camera. Well, the thing Off is screen. that it wasn't the important part of it. Like the important message here is that because Doug signed the contract without knowing what he was signing, he unknowingly got fell foul of some hidden piece of contract law that means he's stuck doing the servitude continually. Which 
is not unheard of, has nothing to do with slavery, but has everything to do with noted thing we know Jim Jenkins has some thoughts about, show business. I mean, it also has a lot to do with, like, you know, sharecropping, like the, the yeah. inevitable after effects of oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. slavery, right? But if you believe for a second that Jim Jenkins is talking about sharecropping, I got a bridge to sell you. This is something <laughs> that is, this is Jim Jenkins talking about something that impacts him. The fact that those goddamn network bigwigs who have these little escape clauses in their contracts, so you think you're free to go off and do whatever, but you've got to keep doing this stupid show for these stupid kids, and you can't do what you want to do when all you really want to do is make an episode about how your big sister made you put on her clothes. <laughs> I mean, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> he got it. He won. Yeah, and then also slam a jamma. And also, like Jim, I, I find fault in that because he this was the show he wanted to make. I this think, is his dream. I think he started having regrets. Like I, I don't really think that's do. True. But then why would he remake it to Disney? I think the move to Disney, and I think I have a thesis on this that we'll get to as we get to the end of the episode. But I think this episode presages the move to Disney insofar as oh well if the authority I'm currently submitting to isn't good enough if my current master isn't being a good master I'll find a bigger stronger master and oh, they'll God. treat me how I deserve <laughs> we know how that story ends don't we kids well he said his favorite episode was the hat episode which is the end of season two so like he put out his favorite piece of content relatively recently in terms of the show uh, show's trajectory. It has been a year of him working since then, and this is one of the first episodes of the season. He had thoughts about continuing on with this in the way that he was. I mean, I have no doubt he was still perfectly content with uh, the overall thing because we're making a cartoon about your idealized childhood, but <laughs> there's... What resentment he has is actively being worked out here through the lens of, man, isn't it just awful when Nickelodeon, I mean, your big sister, it attached <laughs> some stuff to things that made you do stuff you didn't want to do. You just got to roll around in Nickelodeon's clothes. Yeah. You just got to roll around in Gak. <laughs> oh, they're making me dress up like the Rugrats. I have, to attend, yeah, I have to attend parties with Tommy Pickles. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> but you know what? A baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. Won't share any of his diapers. Fucked up. Oh, God. Oh, man. I mean, it's very possible. Uh, it is, like, there are a lot of, like, parallels. Like, there was a lot of, like, parallels to show business in general. And, I mean, contracts, certainly that would probably be his biggest exposure to contracts. The real villain is the law. Yeah. <laughs> right. <sighs> well, so she tells him that he's in breach of content contract. And, uh, like, Doug, Doug is saying, he's like, Well, that was my nose wheezing. I had a cold. Is that supposed to be a joke? Is that real? Oh, I think it's just a lie. Yeah. It's gotta be. But what the fuck? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> it's just gotta <laughs> be cares? like... There's just, we, we didn't get to see the, the scene, so we have no fucking idea. Right, and he doesn't like he doesn't make any indication of whether it was real or not. He doesn't like change his intonation. He's just like, it was my nose wheezing. And that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Uh, and then he, he hands it to Porkchop, who wears reading glasses and turns it upside down, which means that Doug was reading it upside down. Let me, t- let me have my lawyer t- take over on this. The dog. <laughs> the dog who answers my phone. Law dog. <laughs> Coming next week on TBS. <laughs> He's a good detective. That's a very '90s show. That would that would actually rule. I'm gonna write. That would kind of rule. Yeah. <laughs> law says a dog just can't practice. A dog can't practice law. That probably exists, actually. Airbud, Airbud, JDS. <laughs> right. Law and order, um, special dog unit. Oh no. In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate and equally important divisions: bark, bark, bone, good. <laughs> And fuck, I couldn't come up with the second one. <laughs> and cat bad. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Treat time. Yeah, treat time. Treat time is the name of their uh, PD office. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, Judy, Judy, uh, she threatens to call for mom. Uh, and uh, co- Doug covers her mouth. Uh, <laughs> now they're just like... <laughs> fine it's fine uh, and 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 skeeter also he's like confused on whether it's good or bad that like doug has to continue the contract like he's like that's good right he's, he's gonna be that. a slave he's, he's oh boy god don't kink shame skeeter i guess you're right uh so this is where uh judy makes one of those two weird ass faces oh we did skip over skeeter's weird face yeah, when he came fucking in nut face you want to describe it uh, it's him, like, cross-eyed looking <laughs> down and just, like, the biggest grin possible on his face. <laughs> it's kind of Hoego, actually. <laughs> How do you pronounce oh God. that? You got it. Did <laughs> Maybe. I? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. This is a trap. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> so, it's the uh, anime girl face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and Judy in here makes another face where she, like, DreamWorks her- face. <laughs> it she is makes the DreamWorks face. It's like the well, like what is the DreamWorks face? It's like one like one eyebrow making like a weird squiggle and like her yeah. like and like, then, a like a squiggly a mouth ass grin that goes to one side. Right. It's the face you would make uh, if you were doing a React video. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uber driver sucked me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> One of the that's, uh, finest, that's a Rob Wisman joke. Yeah, oh, I don't know who that from is. Way back in uh, before the great onlineing, but uh, just somebody. Well, the first comment on uh, how every uh, React video on YouTube, like the tweet goes something like, "Thinking about get starting a YouTube channel where every video title is something like Uber driver sucks me off." Oh God, very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, so basically, uh, this is what sends them into family court fantasy. Uh, we knew we were going here. The energies we, were too powerful. The depressed middle-aged man working out anxiety's power required we end up in family court eventually. Yeah, if you don't remember, dear reader, this was a huge thing in the 90s. Uh, I don't know if it still is today, right? It's uh, mostly been defrayed at this point because the people who are huge into family court shit are now all 100% subsumed by Trump nonsense. 
uh, it's still very much father's rights types are still a thing. Yeah, it's it's very much like a, you know, like a Judge Judy show or like a, sort of like not uh, they, not like Jerry Springer, but like for uh, basically like people half go a on, level above Jerry Springer. It's courtroom right. Mori. Yes. Right, right. It's basically courtroom Mori. Uh, so that's what is happening here. Uh, Doug comes in. Who is he's still in his dressed in his slave uh, outfit, and so is Skeeter. Uh, and why Skeeter is being brought in, who can say? Right. And uh, the, the 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 Judy is in here, and she's still in her uh, Xena costume. <laughs> uh, and the case, it says it's the case of the reluctant flunky. Um, and Dink is the lawyer. Dink is the judge, pardon you. Or excuse me, yes, Dink is the judge. There's uh, no jury. There's no jury. Uh, there's no lawyers. System. <laughs> and all it is is Dink, they go up to the stages. The Dinkarchy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dink runs everything. I mean, may it, whoa, well, hold up. We've talked a lot about how Dink is Doug's uh, insert father figure, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is family court. So maybe this is like family arbitration. Yeah. This is like You made the, a deal, Douglas. I'm sorry. You made a deal with your sister and you're saying, Oh, I'm sad about that deal now. Sucks to be you. Also stop calling it slavery, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, seriously. Doug. Doug, this is a horribly inappropriate term you're using for this, Doug. Doug. Boy, kids, kids sure had kids sure have it easier these days than in our days. Be happy. Classic, classic funny parents lines. Uh, well, Dink doesn't even hear any arguments from either of them, and he rules that. Well, Douglas, looks like you're sunk. So we flash back out of this, uh, and Mom, like Judy, is now like yelling. Like, she gets yelled at by mom from off screen, uh, Mama Funny, and uh, she says that Judy can't go to a party until she cleans out all her old costumes from the basement. Uh, And Judy just goes back and forth about how, like, yeah, well, oh, I'll totally do it and I'll scrub down the basement, too, while I'm at it. Uh, Because, of course, Doug is going to have to do it, right? Like, that's the whole context here. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Doug is just like, man, this sucks. I'm going to be serving Judy my whole life due to this legal mumbo jumbo. Uh, Porkchop is reading a book on law. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep up to date. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's the only one that can read. Porkchop has read books repeatedly in this universe. He's a speed reader, too. Uh, yeah, speed reader. He's like halfway through the law book. He honestly. has a legal education. Yeah. He's, he's got a uh, two doctorates. <laughs> Right, and he's an established rapper. <laughs> no, wait, he's just a rap enthusiast. Never mind. Yeah. He only listens to the dog rap. Excuse me. Uh, well, so uh, then Doug he just like pulls the contract out of Porkchop's hands because uh, Porkchop's also reading the contract. Uh, and he just like pulls out a random page, and he's like, "Ha ha! The the contract says it'll be null and void." Yeah, why don't they? He like makes a little side joke. He's like, "Why don't they just say worthless? Ha, not null and void. Ha ha." But he well, says, "In dumb. the event, <laughs> yeah, fucking come on, Doug. Stupid ass, dumbass. <laughs> Words are dumb. 
Uh, and he's just like, Contract shall be worthless in the event. Huh? <gasps> I'm out, pork chop. It's right here. It was so simple. I should have thought of it a long time ago. He shows the entire fucking contract in his pocket. You can see it in the next scene. He's got this like yes. three foot tall contract balled up and shoved in his pocket. <laughs> it's like normal. It's, a, it's the most absurd shot. Like I think is in this. Like not of course not. That's not like morally detestable, but just like in terms of like physics, it's like just shoves this whole thing in his fucking pocket. Uh, and then we go out of this. Doug is Doug is laying on his bed in his in his fucking shoes. He always does this. It bothers me. <laughs> Do you guys get bothered that Doug lays on his bed in his shoes? No, I don't care. I'm more no. bothered still about the fact that it was revealed he had Judy's clothes on over his regular clothes. <laughs> I mean, would you prefer if he put his he's clothes like on? A, he's like a never nude from Arrested Development. <laughs> I, well, maybe that means that he puts his regular clothes on over his regular clothes, too. Yeah, he's he like eight levels deep at this point. <laughs> right. It's so hot in here. <laughs> I'm training. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I mean, Jim, would you prefer that he was wearing Judy's clothes over nothing? I mean, I feel like that'd be grosser. I mean, it'd be funnier. I guess. It would have been a weirder transition when he pulled him off in front of Skeeter, though. Oh, no, Skeeter just react like, Skeeter takes it in stride. Right. It's just like, cool, man, honk, honk. Uh, well, so, Judy comes in, and she's just like, hey, Judy's like, she's dressed in a cape. And, uh, she says, Doug, you gotta clean the basement, because I'm off to, uh, I gotta go to this party. Uh, and Doug's like, nah. Because of page 103. And Judy reads it and says that the contract will be voided if the parents find out about the mishap. If I tell my parents, I get out of this. <laughs> if somebody... Why would you so write pointless. that in there? Right. Yeah, there's yeah, no it's point. Implied. Yeah, You no know point. it. That's the whole point. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> because the problem that Jenkins encountered is that if you have the idea that uh, you it's possible to achieve a higher authority than the mere law that would teach kids that perhaps the law is not the alpha and the omega of existence, that it is possible to appeal to things that are more important, but no, the law says that Doug is a slave. So a slave, he must remain unless he can find a legal loophole as opposed to saying actually slavery is bad. Fuck this. Right. And that the law says that you have to stick by the law until you find a higher law that defeats said yeah. law, even if said initial law is unjust. Yeah, the law right? is the entirety of things. Change is impossible. There are no other possible sources of justice. Justice is the law. The law is justice. Under the law, you have been decreed a slave, and so a slave you shall remain. The only... God! This is... I'd say you scrape the surface and this gets awful, but it was pretty awful on the surface, too. Uh-huh. Like, there's just nothing good about this fucking episode. Uh-huh. Well, so Doug has the brilliant idea. He goes, so wait, why don't... Why, I can just tell. I could have just avoided this whole thing. I could just tell. Wait, this does. was all fucking pointless. Uh-huh. And it turns out Mom didn't even care about the thing. And they put it back together incorrectly with band-aids, and also it has eyeballs now, and it's horrifying. 
I don't know. It looked normal to it's me. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's awful. It's totally it's not even a jar anymore. It doesn't have an opening, and it has eyeballs. <laughs> they just put eyeballs on it. And to show that she didn't care, mom, his mom grounds Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly for not telling her earlier. Again, she would figure out the second she sees the broken piece of pottery. It doesn't uh-huh. make any sense. <laughs> and then what happens after this makes even less sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Judy is like, Hugh Phillips is giving the biggest party of the year. Not that I care about such things, but I must go to that party! <laughs> Please, Doug, you've got to do this for me. If you do this, why, I'll do... I'll do... Anything? 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 <laughs> Rings his hands together and grins. <laughs> God! <laughs> and so Just... the rightful order is restored. <laughs> Doug... <laughs> Doug Judy is now Doug's slave for the next week and has to bring him breakfast in bed and turn the pages for the comics that Doug is reading. So why didn't and, Judy just clean the basement? Because she had to go to the party. She had time to clean the basement. I, I think it's implied... She, the, the basement had to be clean before she could go to the party. Right. And so Again, nonsensical. The only thing I can think of is that she was wearing the cape to show she was on the way, and then she told her mom, like, hey, I, I paid Doug to do it or something. I, nope. But also, yes. Mm-hmm. Again, the pointlessness adds to how horny yeah. this is. It's absurd. It's, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Ugh. But, and also, like, Doug makes her call him, call him your royal king high muckety muckus. Um, whatever you're into, man. Then you can dust my comics, draw pork chops bath, tune my banjo, rotate my bike tires, arrange my rock collection, oh, and organize my beat trading cards, oil my softball glove, vacuum under my bed. So I guess the lesson here is that revenge is good? I mean, that's the point. He should have been just like, well, I'll help you out, but I'm going to take the higher road and not make you serve me for a week. Right. Like, That's what should have happened. That would have at least been moral, but though the necessity is still that the world revolves around Doug, and so it's important that he has vengeance for the fact that he's been treated uh, poorly by Very a woman. Christ. Very Christ-like, yeah. by the way. <laughs> by the way, he gets vengeance on a woman who treats him badly. A man who treats him badly like Roger? Oh, no, that's just, I accept this humbly, sir. Oh, God. Yeah, he. Uh, this is him uh, stealing the whip back. Yeah, the hierarchy <laughs> must be maintained is more or less uh, the moral here. God, it's. I re- think the. I think awful. the only place this story is appropriate is on liter literotica.com. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's that? It's the uh, moving on. Sex, it's the sex short story website. Oh. <laughs> if you want to get horny by words, go to literotica.com. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you can see Sam's face smiling and saying that on the opening page. Right. Just licking the lips. You're, you're individually sponsored by them. All right. <laughs> you don't tell us anything. Oh, man. 
Well, that's use promo the... code cat penis <laughs> for 20% off your first order. Off your first free registration. <laughs> Just make that your username. <laughs> God. Uh, well, that's the end of this morally abominable episode. I like I'm lightheaded literally. Like I have been for the past 30 minutes. Like I can't focus. So yeah, bad. this episode well, it's done. We did it. Yeah, I through it. I have not been canceled yet. Yeah, the moral of this episode (laughs) is this episode is over. And God, fuck you, Jim Jenkins. Oh man, let us let us reference it in every single episode after this. Yeah, this one goes in the fucking toilet. (laughs) (laughs) This one on our timeline goes. The fucking toilet is incidentally the Sam's first piece on (laughs) literatica.com. (laughs) oh man oh let's cut this one here guys only about an hour too late yeah thanks for actually no thank you for joining us Uh, sorry in advance yeah you got mad we're sorry thank you for tolerating this episode we swear to god the next one will be better I hope so. I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of The Funny Papers. Please be a good person. Don't be an asshole. Don't do slavery metaphors, you fucking weirdos. Don't do that ever. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Jesus Christ. (laughs)